as the poorly written and portrayed Mark Shapiro in Moneyball said to the somewhat good portrayed Billy Bean of the Oakland Athletics in Moneyball, this is how we do business in Cleveland. It's sack flies. That's how we do business in Cleveland. Sacrifice flies and not hitting home runs and still finding ways to beat you and frustrate you to no end. And how we do that in Lockdown Guardians is we talk about it every day on Lockdown Guardians. You are Locked On Guardians, your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Guardians. I'm one of your hosts, Jeff. Over there is Justin. Today's episode Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MLB60 and use the code MLB60 for 60% off plus free shipping. Uh, I do want to take a quick moment at the top uh, and say thank you to Guardian CT Fan uh, for a fantastic review. Thank you. And also thank you to My Balls for their review. (laughs) Everyone who leaves a review gets a thank you. Good night. I'm out. B-A-W-L-S. That is a promise I made that I'm, I'll stick to. I'm 34 uh, years old. I'm just going to point that out. I I tried to roll over it uh, unsuccessfully, but that is a promise. You leave a review, you get a thank you on the show. Uh, so thank you for those recent reviews on iTunes. Make sure you're checking things out on iTunes. We're sliding uh sliding on instead of uh, charging up uh, my co-host is down here trying old co-host trying to remind you of such things uh want to thank you for making lockdown guardians your first listen today and every day where you get podcasts and also say we have your team covered every day today's show we're going to of course talk about a very weird win we will get into all the monkey business arm business uh that occurred before the game and i will explain the the stephen kwan takes that made people do my personal favorite thing in the comments, accuse me of not watching baseball games, because clearly when you've hosted this show for four years, you don't watch any of the baseball games. Jeff, I've never known you to be a big baseball fan. We've talked about this. You're not Yeah, a well, I hate spring training. I hate the World yes. Baseball Classic. Yeah, I, you know, I just do this. I just kind of show up. I've actually never watched a baseball game in my life. Uh, the other one is being accused of never having played it. That's the other great one. Like that somehow, uh, trust me, there are a lot of people who played this game for 20 plus years who are just dumb about baseball. John Smoltz uh, is over here, our, our guest. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, uh, we'll get into all of it. But let's let's talk about a weird, wet, and wild one. I, You know, I don't think it was actually – it was wild. It was weird. I don't know if it was really wet, but uh, – I was there. It's not wet, thankfully. Uh, maybe if you're in Mike Zanino's splash zone, uh, you know, it, it's uh, – I, I want to pull up some hitting stats. Uh, you know, we had some time before, and then I, I'm just kind of curious to see how many extra base hits the team has and how many Zanino has so far. So just, uh, w- you know, your, your thoughts while I, I do some quick math. It is very jarring to get catcher offense. That's that's my only thing I could think of. It's so, which, you know, what, good thing, because early in the game, I was like, man, this has not been a great game for Mike Zanino. Like, he was having a hard time. He did He did block a ball in the dirt. Uh, you know, throwing a runner out of third, he was trying to advance on uh, the block ball in the dirt. 
but he sailed one into center field on a steal. It is hard. I, I got to look at the numbers, but it is hard to throw out runners right now for catchers, I think. Almost feels but, like there's no point. Yeah, I mean, twice tonight. I think uh, I got to look at who stole Baker. The, the Guardians stole a lot of bases tonight. I think they stole five bases. Yeah. Jimenez, Rosario, Quan, and Jose. So they stole four. And Jimenez and Quan, I think, both stole bases standing up. Like, they didn't get a throw. They didn't have to slide. Nothing. So, it's hard. And one of Zanino's throws did, did uh, take off in the center field. He did throw something out of third. But, you know what? His uh, three doubles and a walk, those were huge tonight. The first double drove in a run. And they have needed his offense. The bottom of the order tonight, really, if you want to look at everything, the bottom of the order. Uh, had the only hits. Yeah, it was, four yeah hits, right? Right. it was Zanino and Straw. Straw had yeah. eight. And, it, and Straw said it was an infield hit. So yeah. the Guardians had four hits, and only three of them left the infield. And those were all off the bat of Mike Zanino. And one got stuck in the off-field wall. I don't know if you saw that, but it got stuck in the uh, the scoreboard area of the off-field wall, which could have given the Guardians a fifth run, but it was, it was a ground will double. And uh, yeah. Will Brennan had to go back to third, unfortunately. But, hey, big ups to Big Z. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, they have 30 extra base hits. Zanino has, he doubled his extra base hits to six now. Uh, I think we saw he's the first catcher ever in the first 11 games to have two, three extra base hit games in baseball history. Uh, first 11. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he is, um, he has been the anti hedges, right? Like, uh, some issues behind the plate. No, the defense has been questionable. Uh, but it's, for last year, I would sit here on this podcast and like, Matt, one of the, you know, everyone focuses on home runs. This team doesn't walk enough. Nine walks tonight. They've walked a lot more. Uh, I know you mentioned stolen bases tonight. They took over the lead for stolen bases with 19. That puts them first there. And in terms of uh, walks, they're second with 56. They didn't walk a year ago. They didn't. I mean, they took a lot of pitches, but this is a pretty significant change. They were bottom five in. And walk percentage. This was a team that swung at a lot of first pitch. And it was kind of my complaint that they did not have guys who were getting up there and walking. And right now they're, you know, walk this way. Yeah, a lot of good at bats. Like Quan had two walks. Ahmed Rosario had two walks. I thought that we were going to see snow. Yeah, I guess it's April. We could have seen snow. I don't know. I thought we were going to have like some kind of meteor hitting the stadium. I don't know. It was amazing. Uh, And some great at bats from Will Brennan, man. Let me tell you, he did strike out, or he didn't strike out, but he did um, have a couple of bats where he chased a couple of high fastballs. And I was like, man, that's the pitch where you know he gets beat on is those high those high fastballs high and away because in, in AAA you can shoot those the other way, but if guys locate them and they have enough spin, it's hard at the major league level. But uh, Will Brennan had two walks tonight, and the second one, I don't even know if it was competitive at bat, but he was just standing there and he he took everything. So. Uh, really liking the Abats and Will Brennan right now. I hope he continues. I'll, I'll be I'll be curious to see if he's in the lineup on Tuesday against Garrett Cole because we know Garrett Cole uh, owned him in the postseason last year pretty badly. But yeah, his Abats have been really good, and Oscar Gonzalez's have not. So if Will Brennan keeps rolling, I want to see more Abats from Will Brennan as as he settles in. And to be just curious to see how this goes with um with Garrett Cole having such a high walk rate, right? Like he's he's missing yeah. a ton of bats, but it's like right now they match up well. I thought this was, you know, a lot of what I talked about on yesterday's game. The, this Yankees team was was team put together with uh, dollar store pieces with Colton Brewer, Ian Hamilton, uh, you know, Willie Calhoun. I mean, uh, Calhoun wasn't terrible for him, but Franchi Cordero. It, it's Oof. a weird team to watch. 
again, because it's the New York Yankees, they have all of the money in the world to spend and they're still put together with, with duct tape. And, uh, you know, I, I will also be curious to see, speaking of Brandon, it's like, are they going to ride him a bit longer? Is Oscar going to, you know, at some point, are they going to demote Oscar, you know, to get him reps if they feel like Brennan's the guy for now? I feel like they're going to ride the hot hand. And in their mind, it feels like it might be Brennan. Uh, I'm sure Oscar will get at bats, but he can't get out of his funk if he doesn't play. And right now he's not playing. It's true. It's true. Maybe, I don't know, the Yankees don't throw a lefty this series. So I don't no. know if they have a lefty or because with, uh, oh, we're not, they're not seeing Nestor Cortez. Cortez and, yeah. And uh, Carlos Jordan is hurt, so they won't see a lefty in the series. Uh, Wani Peralta is like one of their few lefties that's that they could see. But uh, I was interested. I, I was trying to figure out why the Yankees were throwing Colton Brewer and Ian Hamilton tonight. Like I was like, what what happened here? So it's, it sounds like their their bullpen was also a little taxed. So they they rode those two guys to kind of save their bullpen. But uh, you know, Domingo Herman did not go long and. With Garrett Cole going tomorrow, they could have probably emptied their bullpen a little if they needed to, but um, it, it didn't really matter. I mean, the, the Guardians are only one run better, but, you know, that's all you have to be. But, you know, when you walk nine guys, I don't know. I, they have better guys in their bullpen than Ian Hamilton and Colton Brewer. Like, Colton Brewer was released by the, the Royals, like, two years ago with, with, without even pitching, like, a game or a couple games. And Ian Hamilton was in AAA, like you said, last year for Cleveland. So, yeah, very he- bizarre. He only pitched in the big leagues last year due to COVID protocols. That was it. Someone got sick. He got an emergency call up. Didn't have to be added to the 40, man. That's the only reason he pitched in the majors all of last year. And now he's a linchpin of the the Yankees bullpen. Nope, the Yankees bullpen. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they're, I, you know, it, and, you know, it, we'll touch uh, on 99 here. But uh, Shane Bieber, following our recent example as well, too, we might have to save that for segment two of uh, first inning struggles. And then, Hey, after that, it's all good. Yeah. Good, but, good uh, outing for, for James Karen check. It was a very, just very quickly before we get into our, our first sponsor. Uh, if you all saw, it was uh, a pitch clock violation before he even threw a pitch. Miles straws, ill-advised dive, which, you know, it is what it is, but uh, came back and got the heart of the Yankees order. Really good to see that from him. I think that was really very needed for the guardians and very needed for Karen check. Uh, if you want to go ahead and win, have some fun with fantasy baseball, check out our newest sponsor, So Rare. That is So Rare, a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital trading cards featuring players from all 30 MLB teams. They have partnered with some of your favorite stars like Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez. MLB games happen twice weekly in a span of three or four cycle. And at the end of the game, MLB managers who rank at or near the top of their leaderboards win a variety of rewards, including scarcity cards, game tickets, merch, signed jerseys, VIP experiences, meeting MLB stars. Prices will vary depending on competition. So head over to SoRare.com slash LockedOn. That's S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that is SoRare.com slash locked on to start playing today and hit up our buddy Alex Hooper on Twitter at Lex Hooper, the czar of so rare MLB will get you projections and give you the winning lineups you need to get to those prizes. And I want to jump in here because otherwise people are going to be like, Hey, you didn't give uh Karen check his, 
you know, 99, his praise. No, it was a great, you know, he, his back was up against the wall. And in some respects, that's almost where he is best. Like, you know, he's a guy who goes out and he rips and he misses bats. And it, one could argue that with class A sometimes being more pitch to contact, like that's why sometimes it makes more sense for 99 to pitch an extra inning. So, uh, you know, this was, he's had what, five appearances, three really good, two really bad. We just have not had a middle ground really. Uh, this one had the potential to go sideways, and he nailed the door shut. He did everything he was supposed to. It, like, when he is on, he's a top 10 reliever in baseball. When he is on. Um, doesn't always happen, but uh, I think as the year goes on, we'll see more of the on version of him. So it's not so much that I'm hating on him. It's just this bullpen's really flipping good, um, and they got a lot of options. But he was fantastic tonight. Yeah, those those are bats. I mean, Glavatoris smoked that one. Uh, Shaw keeps that in front of them, though. It's a single and doesn't mean as much. But, you know, he had a pitch clock violation before he even threw a pitch tonight. Those are going to happen. Oh, he might he might lead the team in that by the end of the and, game. Are, and on are the we road, tracking that somewhere? That should be tracked. It should be. On, and on the road, that might have rattled him. I don't know. Would an opposing yeah. crowd like Seattle have gotten on him? I don't know. But he didn't let it bother him. And then he didn't let the run around third bother him. I mean, he mowed right through the order after that. He was Everything looked good. Rizzo didn't look good against him. He threw good pitches to Stanton. I mean, he was he was fantastic against everybody he faced, Judge, too. So, uh, um, so let's, really let's go Bieber then next, right? Well, I just want to go again and give your three stars. Three stars, the game. might as well. Um, you know, Bieber, it's, you know, like we talked about Plesak. The first inning got to him. Then after that, really not so much. Um, you know, he he gave up. You know those two runs there, and then a walk and three hits, and then yeah, one and then after, I think uh, we ended up five two total hits. hits. So two hits after the first inning. Yeah. Well, you said a walk and two hits, three hits, a walk, and then, a walk and three hits in the first inning. Yeah. Sorry. So a walk and three hits. So yeah, two hits and two more walks. Lot four more base runners. Only four Ks. You'd like to see him miss a few bats. Shows a little more luck and variance. But at the same time, hey, he finally got his first win. And in spite of, you know, those first two losses, a 237 ERA, he's still pitching well. Uh, Class A had a clean sheet. Nice to see after some of his ups and downs of late. I mean, Bieber and Zanino are the easy ones in this, right? Like, those are the two you just kind of sit oh, back. Oh, Zanino, you know, for sure. You know, Zanino, for, Zanino, Bieber. After, after that, that, it's like, I don't know. I've tempted it. I'm tempted like, to say Will Brennan. Will Brennan's at bats were fantastic. Well, he, I'm just he drove like, in with Snack Fly himself. He did, but it's like I look at him like, okay, so Quan had two walks. Rosario reached base twice. Quan reached base twice. Brennan reached base twice. Brennan think, drove in the first run with Snack yeah. Fly in the second, and inning. then Straw Wheeler did as twice, well. But yeah. Straw had the ill-advised dive, uh, stolen base wise. Rosario, Ramirez, Jimenez, and Quan all had stolen bases. Part of me. Uh, you know, it's, I don't know. I, I say I third star has to be there to me is either Brennan or Karen check. That's, that's why I would lean for the third star. See, part of me thinks almost Quanian with it, you know, scoring the, 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 the run there and helping manufacture his way through. Was mm-hmm. that, did the steal happen in that inning as well? I was trying to remember. In the uh, seventh. Quan steal came in the second, in the second inning. Okay. So yeah, he ended up scoring, I believe, on Brennan's. Oh yeah, because it's the walk, 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 walk. Fielder's choice, advance, and then that. So I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know. The sack fly doesn't do as much. So I'm going to go with 99. I'm going to actually say, you know, the situation he was in was incredibly tough, incredibly tight. Andres Jimenez scored in the second inning on Quan yeah. on uh, Brennan's sack fly. Yeah, I agree with you. That was. So a huge... I think I think you got to go to 99 there. That was a you know guy on third with two outs. 
uh, or with no outs and coming back to not even give up a sack. Uh, you know, Cleveland had their own situation where they had, was it first and no, they had second and third with one out and couldn't get across anyone. Uh, teams were not great when uh, the, the, you know, they both given opportunities. Was it the eighth or the sixth where Cleveland had that opportunity? Was that the, uh, they like, had opportunities in the eighth inning for sure. Yeah, they the eighth that inning. Time. Yeah, so that was Straw struck out, uh, Quan grounded out. That was the ball. I love how Straw has played and again reach base twice again tonight. Man, it feels like when there are runners on is not when he is excelling right now. I'd have to go look at the data. That's totally like incidental in my mind. Um, just due to the way things are lining up with time and us taking more in this one, should we talk about Quan here and then save the roster stuff for the segment? Okay, so people got really mad about what I said about Quan yesterday. And let me clarify going into yesterday's game, he had a 75 runs created plus. So at that point in time, he literally had the fourth worst runs created plus on the team. That is below his league average. He's still below league average at a 99. He is striking out more. His zone is expanded. Um, I look beyond batting average. His on base is spectacular. But his slugging is down as well this year. So what I'm saying, like, in the first 11 games was one of his worst stretches. It speaks to how good Quan has been where the fact of the matter is that uh you know he he recovered enough on Sunday and he was he was great tonight but you look at those those games before the Sunday and the Monday game he was you know 25% below league average and he had expanded his strikeout uh gone from like 9% to 14% which is a pretty big increase so a 5% increase in strikeout rate uh he was not hitting 300 at the time but again 300 uh, like the more important thing to me is on base and Listen, his numbers are down from a year ago. They are. They're minorly down, and it's early, and that doesn't really matter. But those first 10 games were not vintage Quan. He had expanded the zone, and he was not producing as well. And that was what my comment was based on. I didn't expect our comments on YouTube to go crazy on it uh, and, and start getting um, you know, very negative. But yeah, I, I, if you're looking up until yesterday's game, uh, in today's game, he had been well below league average he had expanded his own and he was not being he was still being relatively clutch but the problem for steam Kwan's always going to be he's not a huge walk guy and he really has no power at all uh this year it's been even worse i don't i need to see like does he have like one extra base hit this year maybe uh it's it's not been great but uh, he's got three so that also helps drag it down i mean he is what he is he's his job is to be there and get on base but uh part of he the equation the yeah part of the equation in what uh what i stated is just like he's been really flipping good when you have a 50 percent increase in k rate when you go from 10, 9 to 15 that's a 50 percent increase uh while at the time having you know some production being lower it, that is a quote-unquote bad stretch I, I said by what i said um he has you know he, the overall numbers are okay uh, he is league average offensively right now, I believe. So, well, he does. I mean, he's on base. He's getting on base. And he's stealing bases. I, I think he's fine. I mean, he's never going to be a high slug guy. He might run no. into ten homers at best. I don't um, even think I'll get there. I would be shocked by a double digit home run season out of him. I, I could. I mean, that might I be his best. I don't know if he's going to get more than ten. No, but I think he's like, got such he a low up. launch angle. Yeah, if he, you know, he if he gets on base at a three, he's on getting on base right now, and I don't know what it is after tonight. Uh, but he if he's getting on base at a 360 clip, I'm not gonna sit here and complain about Stephen Kwan. No, I but like I said, it, he's at a 364, and 
by the way, you know, everyone who was like, hey, he's hitting over 300 after a game like tonight. It's so variable. He dropped to 283, a 20-point drop after right, one yeah. game. But it's, but like I said. It's three, like you said, 364 MVP. That's what matters. Yeah, for no, Bob. that's what matters. And like I said, it's it's all relative to what we saw with him a year ago where he didn't really have a stretch where the K rate expanded for him. And that is that was my concern was that. But, yeah, I mean, again, I'm not saying he is trash. I'm still saying extend the dude. But uh, for him, relative to his own production, it wasn't yeah. quite what he'd seen. Mm-hmm. We'll take uh, our next break here at the 2023 mark and come back after that. And we're going to talk about all the maneuvering that happened. If you're curious, why Batonfield? Uh, what's up with Savale? Oh, no, Tristan McKenzie. How much should we panic? The answer is not much, but uh, we'll get into that in a moment. Head over uh, to Fandle, our friends yeah. at Fandle. <laughs> Fandle. Sorry, I, I, we had, I, you were talking about how you're going to talk about bets. I thought you might be jumping in and doing this one. So, uh, I'm, I'm a little slow on the Fanduel one. I uh, want you to tell me about your bets while I pull this one back up. Yeah, I've really recently gotten into micro betting. I will say I haven't really done. I've been a little bit busy with work and um, all the fantasy baseball stuff, so I really haven't had a chance to to do a lot of daily betting with Fanduel, but. Uh, what I have done is I've embraced the micro betting. I actually got in this over the weekend. So you can bet on some of your favorite players next at bats if you get into it in mid game. Today, I took Jose Ramirez to have an extra base hit. I think in the his fourth at bat, uh, as the game was going on, he did not. But I think Jose Ramirez is due for a big extra base hit one of these days here. So uh, I'm going to keep rolling with the Jose Ramirez bets in game for an extra base hit. I think it was. I put five bucks down. I could have won 30. Like I'll take those odds any day. He didn't do it tonight, but uh, I would stick with that bet personally. I think uh, he's due for one of these and, and keep an eye on how the, how the game is going. And, you know, right now FanDuel is our sponsor and grand slams, no hitters and double plays are back. There's no better place to get in the MLB action. than FanDuel America's number one sports book. It's because new customers can step up to the plate with a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Place your first bet. Get $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. So don't miss your chance to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official sports partner of Major League Baseball. And locked on. Uh, so yeah, if he, if he were under a rock today, Aaron Savali out again. Uh, left oblique strain, 15-day IL. They didn't really offer a timetable on how long this is going to be. Well, I, they didn't really say... Obliques are weird. Yeah, and th- and those are things that can linger. So come, who knows how back. long this can go? Uh, I also I, I did say this yesterday. I guess I got it wrong because the uh, the Clippers didn't update their game notes. Not that I'm I'm blaming them, but uh, I did take my information from there yesterday. You know, I talked about oh, keep an eye on Connor Pilkington because uh, he didn't make a start today, and um, Guardians could use an extra arm. Well, they did need an extra arm, not for the bullpen though, and. Uh, the reason I was off is because I was in such a fog over the weekend doing stuff that I forgot that uh, um, Connor Pilkington started game two of the doubleheader Saturday, uh-huh. and Battenfield was scheduled to start on Sunday, but he did not. So the Guardians already knew that they were going to need Battenfield. They, they held him from a start. Daniel Norris made the start. It was a, a bullpen game, so they knew they needed bat- Battenfield. So uh, the Tristan McKenzie news, the 60-day IL uh, the earliest date he can now come back is May 29th against Baltimore. Um, that doesn't really change things. They had an update on him today, and he said that, uh, or they said that he 
is going to start a throwing program, and we'll see how it goes from there. But he was not really expected back any sooner. So the McKenzie news is kind of a paper move anyway, yeah. just at a roster spot. But uh, welcome Peyton Battenfield for the first uh, rookie debut of the 2023 season. If you, I, I didn't have Peyton Battenfield on my bingo card for rookie debuts in 2023, but you know, uh, good guy, good for him. We'll we'll see how he fits in. This is so a few things. One, you know, I had someone be like. Should the Guardians be? I had two questions coming to me through uh, from texting. One was like, you know, is there something wrong with how they're ramping up with these pitcher injuries? And I'm like, no, it's Aaron Savale. I am pretty sure his muscles are made of rubber bands and his bones are made of toothpicks put together. He cannot, he has never had a healthy season dating back to college. Like, he has never, this has been the issue. Like, you can't count on him. And this is why, like, for everyone, freaking out about police act, you know, and yeah, yes, I threw out there the idea of trading for Ty O'Neill on Twitter is also just kind of degenerate chatter and have some fun. But this is why on the same show, we're like, you can't trade them because they just don't have that, that ready-made depth. And Peyton Battenfield is, you know, this is your Tanner Tully of this year right now. Like this is the guy that is going to come up. He's going to pitch. Um, he's going to pass through waivers, be some degree of roster fodder eventually. Um, you know, if you add a Tanner, Bybee now you're not because he's had like all of one prospect or one uh, appearance in AAA. You know, Battenfield got all of last year and it wasn't great, but he was there. He's the guy that when McKenzie is healthy, you don't feel bad. Or if Cody Morris gets healthy, you don't feel bad seeing if he passes through waivers. If you lose him, it stinks. Uh, you'd rather not, but it's it's going to be like, um, why am I blanking on the guy who went to Japan, the left-handed pitcher? Um, oh, Kirk, Kirk McCarty. McCarty. Yeah, he's yeah. Kirk McCarty. You know, it's like, oh... He, Sorry, that was super loud in the mic. It's like, oh, he, you know, Baltimore might claim him, and then someone else, and he'll come back, and these guys will bounce around. He, that's what he is. He's a placeholder right now. Uh, you need Allen, and you need Bybee to get some more reps at the higher level. You want to work on some things with them still. They're not ready yet. You have Cantillo on the roster. He's not ready. Pilk just pitched. The, you know, they added a, a, a fungible, fungible uh, roster fodder arm who has, you know, worked hard and earned this opportunity. So good for him. Just don't read into anything other than like, who knows when Savali will be back? Who knows, you know, the problem with Savali is he'll come back, have five more starts and get hurt again. Like that's just his been his story. Unfortunately, his, you know, college, minor league and pro career. Uh, Tristan McKenzie, it's, listen, he was going to have to ramp back up anyways. So this is, as Justin said, a paper move. Don't freak out. And it has nothing to do with how their pitching is overall developed, going, coached up. This is just some freak stuff. And here's the thing. The reason they didn't trade for pitching depth is because by midseason, Allen, Bybee, you're hoping, you know, midseason Espino before the injury issue, Cody Morris. Uh, yeah, they've had a lot of pitching injuries. It has really deflated the depth here. But, uh, you know, you, you don't make a trade when you have the depth that you have. Uh, it's, it's been rough. Their depth has been annihilated. Yeah, it, that, that's the thing. Everyone, like you said, wants to get rid of play sack, and that's just not going to happen with with all the injuries they had. And that was before the Savali injury to begin with. Uh, you know, good things can happen. Henches shouldn't be uh, much longer, which is good. Who really knows on Morris, truthfully, right now? I know he's throwing, but uh, it's not. I think he's throwing BP, is, or he's going to be throwing BP pretty soon. Um yeah, I mean, I think I think Battenfield is, is a little he, more interesting. Is, uh, than Cody Morris the 29th as well? 
Like is uh, is Tristan McKenzie is a retroactive sixty day? I assume since he oh yeah, it probably is. I don't, I didn't, I didn't look at that specifically, but you're probably right. It's probably right. It probably is the thing. But I think Battenfield's a little more interesting than you're letting on. Like he, he wasn't. He had some issues last year. He wasn't as good as he was when Cleveland first got him in 2021. So, you know, I'm really curious to see what, what changed for him. If it was the ball, triple a or something else, but I don't know. I I still think there's, it's a very, it's a very vertical profile. I mean, very, um, you know, North South, he does a good job with the fastball up and uh, has some breaking stuff that works down in the zone as well. So I think, I think maybe Battenfield is probably a bullpen arm. Yes. Long term, but, I think he's a little more interesting than than just roster fodder. Like nothing, nothing against Kirk McCarty. Kirk McCarty, you know, Tito Tito went out of his way to say that that guy, you know, saved their bacon. I think he even used the term "saved their bacon" specifically last year, especially in that that fifteen inning game against the um, the Twins in September. And he pitched so well that they didn't want to even DFA him to put somebody else in the roster because they appreciate what he did so much. I think Battenfield's probably better than has more raw talent than McCarty. McCarty was very just throw strikes and kind of the Ryan Merritt type. And again, yeah. I think it's Ryan Merritt, but I think Battenfield's got better stuff than either of those two guys ever had. So yes, but how um, much does better stuff equal out with righty versus lefty? You know, it's, it's still some advantage tips when you're a lefty. I, I mean, I agree with you. I, I think you know, Battenfield definitely has um, better stuff and it does profiles of Penar, but I, I also don't necessarily. I mean, he didn't make either of our top thirty prospects. He wasn't really even close. Like, yeah. he's not really a. He's a. He's still. Uh, do you think they're going to lose any sleep when they have to waive him? I mean, he's the first guy gone, right? At the same time, like, it, it, I'm not necessarily putting him. When I when I'm comparing him to the other guys, I'm not necessarily comparing him for talent. I'm just comparing where he is relative to the roster. I don't know that he's necessarily with the first guy TFA. I don't know. We'll see how things work out. I mean, I don't, we have no idea how long he's going to be up. Is he going to start? Yeah. They haven't really announced what his role is going to be. Is he going to take Savali's outing? I don't know what's going to happen. But I think the important thing is here, people are like, why can't it be, um, you know, why can't it be Logan Allen? Or why can't it be Tanner Bybee now? Because you're not going to make that move on April 10th to, to do something like that because that is a permanent move. You need to call these guys up when they are ready to stay up. And I'm not saying – they couldn't stay up, but I'm just saying those are moves you have to think about long-term, and the last thing you want to do is call one of those guys up and they struggle and set them down, um, see what happens. I, I think I like both Allen and Bybee, but I think by Memorial Day, if Bybee keeps up what he did last time, it'll be hard to ignore him, and I don't know. I, th- I think he's as close to ready as he's going to be at this point. Uh, I don't know how much more AAA outings is really going to make a difference for him. We'll see. But, you know, those are things you just have to be super careful about, about making that a permanent move, especially in Bybee's case where he is not up for Rule 5 this winter like Logan Allen is. So tricky topics. I mean, they would have to – I don't even know. I guess the the three-catcher thing would have to go. Richie Palacios, I don't know. I'm really not sure how that would all play out. But, you know, you've got to make sure the time is right. And uh, because look, what happens if Savali comes back and he eventually will come back. And he, like Jeff said, he unfortunately probably will get hurt again. You know, you still have to find, you're not going to send Bobby back now. Once he's up, you want him to be up, right? Like you don't want to have him in triple a. Yeah. June, July just makes sense for him. 
Yeah, I, I could see, depending on how bad things go here, I could see like early June, but that's probably early, as early as it gets for me. Uh, before we get out of here, Jeff, any thoughts on Hunter Gaddis versus Garrett Cole on Tuesday? Like I said about yesterday, um, you have to learn that uh, just because the pitching matchup looks uh, tilted on one on paper doesn't always mean it's going to go that way. So I don't know. Like, you know, I appreciate what Hunter Gaddis has done. I appreciate Hunter Gaddis. This is a really, really poor matchup for him. Um, you know, and you can go back and listen to when I had him on the show. It's like this team in general likes guys who are, you know, uh, a bit home run prone. Bieber is home run prone. You know, even his. Hey, his no home runs home, tonight. None no tonight. But, but this team tends to, you know, they prefer, and it's not that they like guys who are home run prone. They like pitchers who put it in the air. Like, you know, there's better outcomes when it's a pop, when it's in the outfield than it is on the ground. And unfortunately, that sometimes translates. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm a big Gattis supporter, but this does not feel like a good matchup tomorrow. Um, I am not a gambler, but I would certainly not be betting on the Guardians in this one. So naturally, you should go out and bet the over on Hunter Gattis' strikeouts, and then he's going to win. That's what you should do. I think logic tells you that if it doesn't sound like a good bet, do it. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I would do. Maybe I'll go out and and throw about a hundred Gattis. I don't know if he, if he keeps the Yankees in the yard, it can happen. That's the big thing. Like I said, that was one of our keys of the series was keep the Yankees in the yard. They did it today. If they do it tomorrow, they did it. They did it Monday. If they do it Tuesday. I don't know. We will see. It doesn't seem like a good matchup for that, but who knows? It's baseball. Anything can happen. By the way, real quick, Nolan Jones off to a fantastic start in Colorado. Just came across the MLB pipeline article. 353. I mean, this is Pacific Coast League number, so it's hilarious, but um, Nolan I mean, Jones already has six homers! Holy crap! And they're starting, they have Mike Moustakis playing instead. Again, the Rockies yeah. are a flipping poop show out there. <laughs> He's like, got six homers! Like, it, why, it is the PCL. Why is he not playing? Oh I mean, I, yes, and like, that's also, isn't that also where Joe Adele is putting up his ridiculous numbers? Oh, we should also say, uh, Sandy Leone, back back in the big leagues. Um, you know, you can't Whoa. kill him. Sandy the Cockroach Leone, that should be his nickname. This guy, he just, he cannot be stopped. Noah Jones on Pipeline, not, not, the, not the Denary Pipeline, but he is their 17th ranked Rockies prospect. I feel like I feel like Nolan Jones is better than the 17th ranked prospect. In that I feel season. like he is there, like he got because he got traded for a lesser guy and he didn't make that roster. Yeah. So right now, that bench Alan Trejo, Harold Castro, a Detroit Tigers cast off from that, who was arguably, though, in fairness, Detroit's best hitter a year ago. And Mike Moustakis is the bench. Um, their DH, Charlie oh, sorry, Blackman. Colorado. With uh, Jonathan Diaz and uh, Jurexen uh, Profar, uh, yeah, like why? Why is why is Mustakas on this team over Nolan Jones? Uh, Rockies fans, it's time. Let's start the let Let's start it. It's it's time for me to take over as your GM. So let's just you know, based on Ultimate Baseball GM, um, it's very clear. It is time for me to take over. Uh, you need me. I need you. Let's get this ball rolling, Jeff Ellis. Next, Colorado Rockies GM. You got my vote. There we go. <laughs> um, thank you for watching, rating, and reviewing. As you know, again, a thank you to my balls and uh, Cleveland CT fan for leaving their review. Justin didn't lose it this time. Uh, we appreciate that. We appreciate everyone though who downloads, listens, and comments. We do get a little salty about comments sometimes if we feel like someone is is uh, is. Not always be the nicest, but uh, we always respond to comments. 
So we appreciate each and every one of you who listen and support us in your own way are part of the Locked On Guardians team. Uh, Thank you and go, go, Guardians, go. Go beat the Yankees some more.